This is just getting out of control at this point. Labor data from the same series can't agree on anything. This is no longer just establishment survey versus household survey. This is establishment survey versus establishment survey. And the, the picture they produce of the economy could not be more different from the same exact data. To show you what I mean, right off the bat, look at these two charts. On the one side is exactly what you hear in the mainstream, the payroll reports, huge numbers for not just January, but also a revision to December. The labor market looks absolutely terrific. But yet look at the other side. Hours worked and average weekly hours have plummeted down to nearly the pandemic lows, the lockdown lows. This data is drawn from the exact same source. How can this possibly be? Is the labor market doing really well, as the one says, as the mainstream says? Or is the same data, which looks pretty awful and getting worse, more representative of the actual economy? When you stack up all of the statistics together, including the household survey, which didn't really change in January from its awful December, more and more of it is actually looking like the hours part of establishment survey, leaving the headline numbers more and more isolated. So how do we make sense of all of these labor statistics? Because there's a lot going on here. We've got benchmark revisions. We've got population control factors. In addition to hours, we've got really weak hourly earnings. What is the labor market doing and what does it tell us about the state of the overall economy? The best place to start is with the benchmark revisions to the CES or the current employment statistics, which we all know as the establishment survey. That's the number that everyone pays attention to. The monthly change in the establishment survey is supposed to tell us exactly what's happening in the labor market. It is the gold standard for policymakers and economists. And the reason it's gold standard or it's treated as a gold standard is because it is highly statistically manipulated. It's supposed to be mostly in a straight line. So when there's any transitory deviations, I hate to use that term, the BLS goes back and says, I don't really like the fact, unless, unless the economy actually changes its trend, goes from expansion into recession, the BLS is reluctant to give up its straight line path. And to show you exactly what I mean, let's look at these latest benchmark revisions. Now, at first, it doesn't look like these are major changes, but they actually are pretty substantial. And when you look at the series that we just got out of, the one that had been revised in February of 2023, so last year's series up until the December estimate, what you see is a noticeable slowdown in that series starting around January and February of 2023. What that meant was that we have what looks to be very much like a change in trend. So you had a trend that was almost pretty solid and straight up until around the end of 2022 and the start 2023. And then according to the establishment surveys, last benchmarks, it started to slow down in a noticeable fashion. It clearly deviates from the past trend. But as I said, the BLS does not like it when we have these, what they would consider a short run variation. And so using its various benchmark statistics and techniques, what they really try to do is to smooth out these short run variations to get them back on the trend that they believe that the labor market is actually on. And so look at the difference. In order to smooth out the labor markets, the, the payroll numbers, the CES statistics, what they had to do was revise lower 
the payroll reports in late 2022 and to an extent in the first couple of months of 2023, and then revise higher those after March of 2023. And that's exactly what they did. And the net result is this new benchmark series is much more in a straight line than the old one, which had a very, a very clear variation, which basically changed the trend. But here's the thing. That change in trend shows up in all the rest of the data. So while the establishment survey is smoothing and aiming for a straight line, everything else suggests that there actually was a change in trend in the labor market and right around the end of 2022 and the early part of 2023. Right when markets were saying it, right when Europe was falling into recession, a ton of statistics that suggest there was a change in trend. It just wasn't directly into the part of a recession that we all recognize. And one, one real big impact of that new benchmark, look, also look at the end of this trend. It's even in the new benchmark series, you can see it start to deviate to the weak side. So what has to happen to get back up to that straight line? The BLS has to push the payroll report back higher in the latest couple months, which means two straight months of blowout uh, employment statistics that were way above even the most optimistic estimates for the labor market. In order to get the series back toward that straight line trend, they have to assume that there was a large increase in employment during December and January when all the rest of the data says, what the hell are you talking about? Including the rest of the CES data. So the payroll report is highly statistically smooth simply because the BLS doesn't believe that there was a sufficient enough change in trend to change their trend. They've adjusted it to a different straight line, a slightly smaller slope, but they're still going into that same, same straight line. Whereas the rest of the data says, yeah, there was a clear acceleration at the end of 2022 and into 2023, and we see it everywhere, including the rest of the CS data that isn't statistically smooth. Before we get into the rest of the CES figures, including ours, and then of course the, the population survey and the household survey, I just want to remind you that we are having a webinar on Monday, February 19th, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Topic to be determined, and then we need your help in trying to figure out what that topic might be. If you have a good idea for what we should talk about and go over and get really a deep dive into, let us know in the comments, as well as maybe bringing on someone else to join me in diving into some of these complex topics. And if you want to sign up early for the webinar, there's a link in the description here. When you step back away from the payroll report, the headline number, you look at the rest of the establishment survey and it doesn't look anything like that. In fact, it looks more like the household surveys we'll see in just a couple of minutes than anything else. Starting with, of course, hours. According to the hours index, the labor market is really struggling, especially over the last four months. The same period of time, which keeps coming up time and again in the labor statistics, including all the rest of the BLS statistics, starting with jolts. Remember, we've talked about jolts and the hires rate, which fell very sharply during this four month period. Well, here we are with hours worked, which suggests that employers are working their workers much less per worker than they had been previously. The hours worked index minus 0.3% in January. That's completely the opposite of the headlines uh, payroll gain number, which was what, 350 some thousand. 
So according to the hours number, it could not possibly be any different. And it's not just January. Back in December, the hours index fell by a tenth of a percent. It was positive in November, but it had been negative in October. So over the last four months, the hours worked index is down in three of them. And the total change over that four month period is minus 0.26%, which is obviously the worst since 2020. And it would actually have been the worst since 2009. So hours are down sharply in a four month period, which increases the chances that something really is happening here. Employers are, are reacting to weakness in the economy, not strength. Doesn't appear like they're needing to work more. And if they are hiring workers, the, the workers they're hiring, they're working them up. They must be working them a lot less. So this weakness in hours over the last four months, that matches what we've seen in the household survey, especially full-time jobs. So the CES figures aren't corroborating the headline CES figures, they're corroborating the CPS numbers. More and more that look like the downside to the labor market, not some magic huge upside that just shows up out of seemingly nowhere. Because hours are being trimmed here, obviously the average hourly work week would have to be weak as well. And so in January, because of the hours index falling sharply, but also because of the payroll report, uh, the headline number going higher, the average weekly hours fell all the way to 34.1. That's actually worse than April of 2020, which is 34.2, and only a tenth better than March of 2020, which was 34.0. 34.1 before the pandemic, you got to go all the way back to June of 2010 and before then, to the great quote unquote recession and its immediate no recovery aftermath. That's how weak the hours numbers have become. They're more like some of the worst episodes in economic history, not just recent economic history, all economic history, than not. So how do we reconcile the two points here? According to the headline payroll numbers, the economy's surging, People, uh, companies are hiring, but at the same time, companies aren't working the workers they have. In fact, they're actually cutting back the hours it doesn't make a whole lot of sense until you realize what the headline stuff is actually telling you. It's telling you the BLS believes that it needs to go in this straight line, whereas the, all the rest of the data says that straight line is inappropriate. There was a change in trend last year, and it may be another change in trend developing over the last four months up to and including January. And of course, because hours are weak, earnings are also going to be weak because it doesn't matter how much you get paid per hour. If your employer is cutting back on the number of hours you work, even if you got a raise, you might be taking home less nominal pay, not even adjusting for prices here. According to the BLS CES survey, again, the same numbers, average weekly earnings actually declined in January during this period where Apparently, employers are, can't hire enough workers. Pays are, pay, weekly pay is actually going down, which again is a sign that companies are trying to control their costs, not add more to them. So weekly earnings for production and non-supervisory employees, so these are the, the, the frontline workers in the, across the economy, that fell by 0.16% month over month, which is the first negative since January of 2022 during the technical recession. Again, this four month basis for average weekly earnings, just 0.7%, which is one of the lowest numbers we've seen so far. Year over year, which doesn't, which captures more than just the last four months, but even year over year, 3.23% 3 
That's a positive 3.23%, which is the lowest since March of 2020. Again, it doesn't look anything like the mainstream interpretation of just the headline payroll number. Now we can turn our attention to the household survey because in one respect, we've been talking about all of the stuff that we saw in the household survey leading up to January. Now the household survey has its own problems too. And by problems, I mean statistical issues. The household survey, oh boy, it's, it's benchmarked to population estimates, which is why it's called CPS or current population statistics, because the BLS doesn't go out there and just count the number of people are working. They sample what they say, I think it's around 40,000 people or is it 80,000 people, 120,000. They sample a whole bunch of people and then kind of put them into categories and according to identify, identifying characteristics. And then they turn to the Census Bureau's in between census population estimates and then they construct their employment numbers from there. So if the Census Bureau reduces or increases the their, their annual estimates of the population, it has an impact on the household survey, which takes its numbers or matches its numbers with those population estimates. Every January, they add or subtract from the overall total. That has nothing to do with any changes in the employment situation. So the population control factor for January, the overall civilian non-institutional population was minus 625,000, which meant they applied about half of that or minus 299,000 to the labor force and employment was minus 270,000. So keeping that in mind, this, the month over month change for the employment in the household survey was minus 31,000, but that includes the population control factor, which means after you take that out, the household survey was likely higher by about 239,000. But that was after falling 683,000 in December, a big increase in November, and a big decline in October. So you have a four-month period where the household survey, even adjusting for this population adjustment, was likely substantially lower. Again, we're getting into a consistent picture, even with the CES data. Full-time jobs the huge decline in December by one and a half million, unadjusted, they, those fell further in January by 63,000 though, again, population control. So likely, according to the household survey, those might've been a little bit higher, but nowhere near enough to offset the huge decline in December. When you start putting all of these together, the monthly variation, these statistical constructions and whatnot, it, because these numbers are so big and so negative and, and over a more than one month period or two month period, we're going into four months here, really the change in trend, which goes all the way back to last year, what it tells you, set aside the headline payroll report, what it tells you is that the vast majority of the data is adding up and leaning in the direction of a weakening economy, maybe one that's weakening quite a bit to end last year and to start this year. It keeps moving in the wrong direction, even as the headline payroll report goes bananas, literally bananas. The labor force, of course, declined in January, not adjusting for population control factor. So what that meant was the unemployment rate was steady at 3.7%, but we should note that the U6 rate or underemployment rate did tick up to 7.2%, which matches October for a new cycle high. So when you put all of these statistics together, the CES, the full CES with the, with the current population statistics or CPS, what you get is a half recession. 
It's basically the same picture that we've seen from Jolts and other surveys, which suggests that companies are indeed reacting to severe and substantial and sustained weakness in the economy by, at the very least, they're not hiring people, according to Jolts, as well as the household survey, that the weak economy is forcing businesses all over the place to make substantial adjustments, which is going to have continued ongoing impacts across the entire economy. The best that you can say to try to reconcile taking the, C the headline CES numbers at face value with the, all the rest of everything is that maybe there are there is a subset of the employment market that is actually hiring tons of people. Maybe it's a bunch of large companies or a bunch of bars and restaurants because we see that in leisure hospitality jobs. They're hiring, but everyone else across the economy is not. They're cutting hours, cutting workers. And so in the end, you end up with part of the economy looking okay, but the rest of it looking increasingly ugly. But I don't think that actually works either. I think this is an either or situation where it's either the establishment survey has it right and the economy is doing just fine or the rest of the employment numbers and labor statistics have it right and the economy is increasingly worse shape. But if you're for the soft landing like GDP, you've got the headline establishment survey, but little else. And if you think the economy's in trouble heading toward recession, you've got all the rest of the data that just doesn't have the same mainstream gravitas that the headline payroll report does. Make sure you sign up for our upcoming webinar as well as let us know what you want us to talk about. I also did an interview with Mr. Hugh Hendry not that long ago that we went into some of these background arguments and debates. That's the video I've got linked below me. As always, I thank you very much for joining me. Huge thank you, Eurodollar University members and subscribers. Until next time, take care.